Welcome back, everyone, to yet another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. As always, I am one of your hosts, Dan Ryan, currently playing out the final scene of Titanic mm. uh, in my mind. Yeah. Uh, joined, as always, by... I'm Jonathan Gorkowski, and Dan, let me just say, if you do happen to go before me, you know I have the legal right to erect a witch hat effigy burned in the middle of town square as I'm ascending a staircase singing No One Mourns the Wicked. We must address those leaks. Oh. We must address those you know, leaks. They really, must need addressing. I'm going to eat cinema this year <laughs> or are. next year or in two years whenever these things come out but i'm thoroughly appreciative of the wicked movie leaks that have occurred yeah mm. it, it, it is uh, i i don't know what it is with this leak season but but people are getting creative with those drones well they and... also said it would spoil the whole movie but wicked literally begins and ends on that section so yeah yeah i don't know what they're gonna spoil because it is an outdoor scene i i don't get that but i think it looks great uh ariana opted up mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's always a positive it looks like fun and like this is gonna be a really great musical movie even though it is in two parts and that usually I'm a no-no for. Yes. But, you know, there's a lot of material in the Gregory Maguire uh, books and such that they didn't really use in the musical, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, who knows? Yep. They could draw from it if they yep. wanted to. Yes. Um, but uh, beyond that, do we have any anime life or video game news to discuss <sighs> oh, Dan. before we get started? You know, I went into this week withering, as I often do. Mm-hmm. I had no time to play video games. Mm-hmm. I had slight time to read. But of course, Nintendo said, oh, what, you hungry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want a little bit more? You'll eat. And they shadow dropped, or they're shadow dropping, the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 DLC this Tuesday. Yes, that's right. That's and right. it looks amazing. It's another 40 plus hours of content starring mm-hmm. grown sexy Shulk and grown sexy Rex, yeah. their children, and many more in a fabulous DLC you know, program mm-hmm. that they've designed that I will play, I will put down everything again, I will find the time, and I will go through that DLC. Now, by Shadow Drop, was it Shadow Drop? They just announced, w- they anna- they, they well, announced it's coming it. out next okay. week, and they're okay. just like, oh, you have a week to prepare. Of course. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the uh, soundtrack, like, design leaked, and it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. So I had to pick up the Xenoblade 3 uh, official soundtrack as well. Of course. Yes. But that was my biggest news for the week mm-hmm. with Xenoblade. Aside from that, eh, I saw Anne Juliet on Broadway. It was good for a jukebox musical, mm-hmm. which isn't usually my normal thing. You got the likes of, like, NSYNC, Britney Spears... So, Anne Juliet, it was good. It was a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, I know the boomers at Camelot would have been very upset with the way that this plot was taken. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, Shakespeare and his wife, Anne Hathaway, are writing Romeo and Juliet. Anne Hathaway's like, well, give me a turn, and I'll change up the ending. Mm-hmm. And she does so. And it was just quirky, fun, modernized. It was an innocent time at the theater. 
I was able to go to the Stephen Sondheim Theater, which I haven't been to, which has been recently remodeled, and it looks great. Mm-hmm. Just a good time at the show. Very nice. Yes. Um, well, uh, my news is mostly all video game adjacent. Um, for starters, I, I, I must prioritize the fact that on the Nintendo Switch Online uh, <laughs> Sega Genesis Virtual Console, mm-hmm. uh, really, they, they shadow dropped it. Because I think it, it dropped the same day as your Fire Emblem Boys Pack did, and that dominated the news cycle, yeah. and this one was, was lost to the to the wastebasket. But Pulse Man is up on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> wow, all um, you and the 12 Pulse Men Yes, fans. we are eating well yeah. for the first time in perhaps like 23 years. Yeah. Uh, but Pulse Man, if anyone is unfamiliar, it was one of the games that uh, Game Freak worked on before they became known mm-hmm. as the... the people who make Pokemon. Um, Like Drilldozer, Dan. Like Drilldozer, yeah, exactly. Um, And the art style is very much present there. The uh, music is definitely present there. You can hear echoes of, uh, you know, a lot of things that sound like the original, like, 16-bit Pokemon themes from Mm. back in the day in this game. Uh, It's a simple side-scroller with some, like, you know, mix of attacks uh, Pulse Man is a little uh, electric boy who yes. can transmit himself into uh, like TV screens and computers. He goes to the digital world mm-hmm. uh, to fight villains who are trying to take over the city. And you go, uh, well, not just the city, the world even. Oh. Because you go to different countries uh, that have a marginal bearing on what the level looks like, and you fight the different uh, cyberpunk threats yes. that are facing yes. them. Yes, um, a very cool concept. I haven't played, but I've mm-hmm. seen it played before. It is it is good. Mm. It, it plays very nicely. Uh, Pulse Man's signature move is the Voltecker, which, <laughs> if you're not familiar with, is the thing that obviously inspired Volt Tackle mm. for, for Pikachu. Mm. The move was directly based on that, um, and it kind of looks the same, too. Pulse Man's design actually informed Rotom mm. when they put him in the in the series as well. So there's been like winks and nods to yeah. him everywhere. Um, but but fun fact, in terms of doing art and stuff, one of the things that got me into it was watching uh, Ken Sugimori do like a drawing demonstration mm-hmm. on um, the uh, on uh, on doing Pulse Man because mm-hmm. I think prior to the pandemic. They were doing, like, little one-on-one interviews with, like, the art staff at Game Freak, and they would draw, like, a random Game Freak character. Uh, And Sugimori was the first one. He did Pulse Man. A very, very cool video series if you go and check it out. The the titles are all in in Japanese, obviously, but if you just search, like, Game Freak art, stuff like that. Um, But it was interesting, because Pulse Man was, like... Like, well, Sonic was a big deal (laughs) at the time, and we, we had to compete with Sonic... Um, so, when I saw Sonic, I said, that's an American cartoon. Yeah. And to counter him, I made a serious Japanese superhero. Mm-hmm. And because Sonic was blue, Pulse Man had to be red. I see. And obviously, the Hedgehog came out on top in that competition, <laughs> sadly. But, yeah. you know, uh, If it's, not, it's we'd be sitting in the Pulse Man theater right now watching the movie. We would, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it um... It's just interesting. So it's a little piece of uh, video game history there that is now up on that Sega Genesis. Uh, one of a handful of things yes. that are, are worth getting that package for. Mm. So, yeah. That was the first thing. Yes. 
I what do I have? I have a TV show to throw in. I've only okay. seen an episode of it, but I think it might be up your alley. It might be fun to put on if we run out of things to watch at some point. Mm-hmm. It's a show called Jury Duty. Yes. And it's been making the rounds on TikTok. I know I've been sharing some things with you, but the basic premise is it is like this judge's final case, and he's going through a jury, which happens to contain members like James Marsden and the like, except one of these people are not an actor, Mm -hmm. and everyone else is an actor, and it's just filmed like The Office. Yeah. And it's kind of very funny. Like, I'm digging it. James, the first episode is like, James Martin shows up and he's like, well, you know, I was in The Notebook. (laughs) And the the guy is like, I knew I knew you from somewhere, but it was not The Notebook. And it's not The Sonic movie, because I know that movie's shitty. And James (laughs) Martin is just like, oh, okay then. But then he like goes home, this normal dude. He's like, dude, I just watched Sonic and I fucking loved it. (laughs) And James Martin's like, thanks. And... He says, like, oh, you didn't tell me Ben Schwartz was Sonic. <laughs> yeah, no. It, 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 it seems very, it, it's very comical fare, lighthearted, fun. Yeah, it's definitely catching on. Like, it, it was, I, I need to, I do need to check yeah. it out. Uh, the only like... thing I hope doesn't happen is that we break this poor man's heart. <laughs> and he, <laughs> like, when the, when the sham is up eventually, mm-hmm. like, I hope that's not too heavy for him. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because he seems like the, the Rob Everyman. Mm-hmm. Rob Everyman. <laughs> Rob, Everyman. Rob, Everyman. Yeah, is that a is that a command or a... Robin Hood? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I'm behind on like twelve other shows that I need to see. I had no time this week. No, it's no. I my time was well. My I I actually dedicated it to art and some other uh, pursuits. But mm-hmm. the um, I did start watching Homeland. Oh, like, with Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it being the most Mandy Patinkin he can be in oh. that in that role, and it, it is, it's a show so far. Like I'm, I'm enjoying is Claire it. Foy on that. Uh, Claire Danes. Claire da- I always get my Claire's confused too. Hmm. Um, but I, I actually, I needed something to watch, so I put it on because I saw people on TikTok clowning on it. Like mm. they posted that SNL sketch of Han Anne Hathaway mm. making fun of it, <laughs> and I'm like, mm, that's all the. Uh, you know, serendipity I need. I'll mm-hmm. I'll start watching Homeland, but yeah. I'll keep you posted on that. I think you enjoy it. My parents liked it. It seems like it's a. I don't know if it's a, like a war procedural. I know it's about like international anti-terrorism. Anti-terrorism. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, I'll see how that goes. Mm. Obviously, I I enjoyed Zero Dark Thirty with the, the <laughs> Jessica Chastain star. Uh, uh, you no, know, people flew in from Shanghai, Dan. Um, they did. Couldn't let them down. <laughs> Couldn't let them down. Just like us recording this podcast every week, we can't let them down. Can't let them down. What if they go to their feed and we're not there? I. It's just like... <laughs> they must cry for seconds. <laughs> when, when you sent me that, I was like... You would be co-starring in that show with her. You would, yeah. you would, you, some some misfortune would prevent you from showing up. But mm-hmm. then Jessica Chastain would show up and play both roles. And she would like yeah. speak uh, yeah. in like what wherever, whatever country the people were visiting from. She would mm-hmm. speak in that language because she probably knows like yeah. seventeen languages to comfort them yes. and assure them that the show will go on while you're standing off to yeah. the side like furious. Like literally, I. I give her kudos for it. I know we mock her on this podcast. I love her. Mm-hmm. I, I mock her with love and praise, yes, as we all do. Um, she's a consummate professional actor. Uh, I literally, I went to the city for a matinee, and I was so winded by the end of it. After, like, a light lunch and mm-hmm. two drinks, I was like, I can't. The actor's life isn't for me anymore. I just can't do this. <laughs> like, it's too hard. I could never do a two-show day. Oh, yeah. Um, But the... Uh, 
But yeah, so... Wait, what was I talking about? Zero Dark Thirty? Zero Dark Thirty. Um, Did we have any uh, Street Fighter news to share? Well, yes. <laughs> the open beta started. Yeah. I did not get a chance to play it. I had no space and had to buy a new external hard drive for my PS5. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had that debate yeah. as to whether or not... Well, remember, I didn't test it out yet. Maybe we could do that live on the air and see me cry. We can, but yeah. remember, you can't play off of the I, I know, so I'm going to have to re-download them again. I understand, yes. So it'll take quite some time, but I was just out of space, and I'm too afraid to dismantle my PS5 and put in the internal hard drive. <laughs> well, no, uh, no. I, I would, would never be, trust myself doing that. I'd be terrified to do that, too. Yeah. Um, I think I think the safest bet is probably to move Cyberpunk off because we're not getting that DLC until God knows when. So it's probably the safest bet. Yes. Um, but I think the feedback from the the beta has been positive. It so looked far. really good. I watched this the forty minute like kind of direct that they had on mm -hmm. it, and uh, it was very interesting. I liked the character customization. I yeah. liked the style of it. It seems like I didn't know. Street Fighter was really all about this world traveling thing until the movie, and then it all connected. Like, mm -hmm. oh, they've always kind of been like that. They yeah. they have a tournament around the world. Yeah, yeah. Except I think the original Street Fighter was was like limited to like Bangkok or something like that. But mm -hmm. then from that point, it it branched into like an international. The one that we know and love, Street mm -hmm. Fighter Two, uh, branched into like an international tournament, and it stayed that way. Um, but I didn't realize that they put up a presentation about yeah, it, so I'll have to check minutes, that yeah. out. Um, but, but obviously people are having a blast with the character customizer, <laughs> as expected. They're given their characters tiny T-Rex arms and giant torsos, and they're having a blast with it. Um, with, with Miku hair and mm -hmm. everything that you could possibly want. Um, and I did finally look into, uh, because you brought up the dumbass controls. Yes. I looked into what that is, and I actually really like how that system is Because it's up. like local... Yeah. I think, and it teaches you how to play it, and like does automatic combos and stuff. I think they broke it down. Well, yeah, the way that the the it just it turns the face buttons in instead of having to manage like light kick, heavy kick, like you know mm -hmm. having to do all of that, it's kind of like each of the four face buttons then just becomes whatever the best possible attack for that field is, I guess, and then you can hold down the R trigger for like an automatic combo. Hmm. So, in th like, the, the way that I read it out, it actually seems like you could use that for a while, you could use it in any circumstance you want to go through any character you want, and it will actually help you practice to, to if you need to face our friend John on Classic, you mm -hmm. can, um, but if you are going to be, if you're scrub level like I am, yes, uh, then it's good to know that that's in there because it sounds like it enables everyone to play any character they feel like yeah with still i think there might be like a a, a slight damage decrease for people who play mm -hmm. on modern and like just like a damage buff in case so you don't like spam combos mm -hmm. or something um but i really really like that that's in there yeah um, uh, additionally they had like all the old street fighters that you can play online in like their online hub with mm -hmm. other people which seemed like a really cool thing okay yeah. very very that's cool. like included and I wow. know, like, we've had a Street Fighter collection, but they yeah. showed that off, and I was like, oh, that's very interesting. You just go to this hub and play any version of Street Fighter that'll make that you want. That'll please people. Yeah. Um, who are you feeling the most? Cammy, Chun-Li, mm -hmm. the typicals. I like the new gals, too. You know me. Yeah, I do like yeah. the, the big uh, Spartan woman. Oh, yeah, I like her, too. 
I like jury. Yeah. I don't really like big big combatants, big fighters most yeah. of the times. Uh, I mean, there's Zangief, who... who uh, well, amazing. we all gotta love yeah. Zangief. I, I do love him. And uh, the new thing in this Direct, as you will see, is like as you go through the story mode, you meet these Street Fighter characters, and you can become their student by doing little missions for them. Yes. And then you like develop their, their techniques. techniques and such. Um, so anyone can fight with any style. But uh, but yeah, I I kind of like I kind of want to try out Jury when mm. it when it, yeah she the, the evil uh, scene girl that mm-hmm. she is yeah um, but it also looks like I definitely want to try her uh, I think E Honda has been confirmed in there I suppose it's a Street um, Fighter game you know Ken Masters obviously the boy mm-hmm. gotta gotta represent him and it looks like through DLC we're getting Akuma mm-hmm. um, Rashid. Who had like a banger of a theme in the last Street Fighter that I recall? Mm. Um, this is looking good. It's looking yep. like a fun ass game. So yep, yeah. Interested. Yeah. Um, do you have? I have. I, have, I the remainder of my stuff is all video game. I have related. nothing, Dan. the The tank is empty. Right. For once, my tank is full. <laughs> so we're going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go right through. Yeah. Uh, unlike last week, I did this week get to play Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Uh, the reviews across the board have been glowing for it, Good. saying it's a steal. Good. Um, it is. It is a a great like uh, just you know collection of all these games. Mm-hmm. They all play exactly like they did on the GBA, with the one like outside addition being that if you're getting like insanely tired of going through the enemy mobs and stuff, you can turn on, like, the one-hit-kill blaster mode. Oh, okay. So if you're... Because, obviously, I don't think in, in Battle Network, or at least in the original one, there was no way to... You know, there's no there was no repel thing. Yeah. So you would just... To turn down the enemy encounters, yeah. So if you're, if you're getting tired of that, because, you know, especially since Battle Network didn't work on, like, an experience system, yeah. you were just doing it You for, just get chips, yeah. Uh, so you can turn that on and kind of get Ooh, through the that level... Makes, that makes things a little more tempting. Yeah, and it, it, it makes it, it. it... It makes it, like, so much more... Like, it, it felt like it would have been a gigantic time mm-hmm. sink if you, if you didn't have that. Yeah. But then, obviously... You're still in the background because uh, it's it's set to Mega Man's like blaster, <laughs> so you're still like deck building with all the chips, and mm-hmm. you can just switch it off for the the important battles yeah. and everything. And it's not that like that sounds a, fun. Uh, so really well done. Obviously, the Battle Network games are great. I think it's it's had like really good numbers so far in terms of online play on Steam and stuff. Mm. Uh, people seem to be taking advantage of the multiplayer stuff. So. It is finally the Battle Network Renaissance era after after uh, .exe has, yes. was cast aside for uh. all those years. They, you know, this game's been been selling well. They got the Twitch and YouTube channels doing the NT Warrior. Probably a future watch on this podcast. Yeah, because definitely it was... a future watch. I remember how gooberish the games were, but I loved them nonetheless. Every yeah. time a new one came out, I was like, oh, I'll play this. This will be some light fare. No. They, but I always had a fun time. They're insanely goober, but that's part of the charm. And it, it's, you know, like, why is the oven set up yeah, Why do I have to device? jack into a satellite right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, or a I'm bus. I'm 12. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when the, the plot of speed plays out. Um, but obviously, you know, we're, we're big Mega Man fans here. Uh, it's a great game, so check them out if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they also sell the two collections in like separately if you just want some of them. But you know, do check them out. Um, 
because again it, it seems to be the renaissance era for .exe yes uh, speaking of renaissance era I also this week played Advance Wars Reboot Camp oh and how is it Dan? it is smooth as hell smooth as butter it is uh, like the only debates I've seen online are war like, has never been so easy <laughs> it's never been more advanced yeah <laughs> so the um the the one debate that I've seen online is that they definitely slightly tweaked the art style, obviously, so that it actually looks more like Shantae. Mm. Uh in in terms of how like the, the sprites like yeah. move and everything. And then, you know, the obviously the little what used to be pixelated figures on the main battle screen are now little three D characters. Mm. But, but everything looks great. It's still the same cartoony style. I, I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it runs like butter. The, you know, the, it's very easy to pick up and learn, but hard to, like, master. I have lost a few battles because it's like, if you get too cocky with it and you get out-strategized, you can still lose, even in the early parts of the game. So it's like you gotta manage the resources, you gotta think strategically... And, you know, take advantage of what you have. It's it's just a... I mean, I, I, we don't need to speak yeah. on the quality of Advance Wars, but, you know, if you haven't checked it out, this would be a good time to, to get into it. We've waited so long. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Mm. I think the, de- the development staff celebrated with a little Advance Wars cake <laughs> to celebrate it finally coming out. Mm. But it, it was worth the wait, I would say. So it is definitely good. We're just, uh, you know, killing your time and... Taking part in a chibi battle for Romp. the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. war world to be precise. Ah. That is the where all the people live there. <laughs> um, then after that, uh, we did get an indie world showcase that I did not watch. Um, I watched it last night. Um, I only saw Oxenfree Two was there. Yes, yeah. uh, I was going to comment on that, mm-hmm. and because uh, in terms of anime, I I have been watching Record of Ragnarok still. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Actually, I've convinced a few other people to watch it. Oh, good. At the Some very acolytes. least. Um, and obviously Yu Yu Hakusho and JoJo's are still ongoing, but uh, nothing really to comment there. But this this little presentation happened, so I watched it late last night <laughs> to have some news. Um, and the things that stood out to me were kind of Mineko's Night Market, mm-hmm. which is, there's a there's a cat spirit that was watching over this town, and you, the player character, can go consult with it at night sometimes and sell your wares from the island at this night market, mm. get more resources, explore more of the island, then go back and, you know, like, mm-hmm. sell more stuff, etc., and government agents are... Trying to shut down the cats' of course. market, yeah. I cats think. Cats can't have businesses. Um, and then uh, Rift of the Necro Dancer. I don't know if people would be into that. Yeah, I, I like that franchise. Good rhythm game. Uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon Puzzlers Pack DLC. <laughs> uh, Cult of the Lamb is getting some DLC. Yep. Uh, Animal Well is coming from uh, Big Mode Games. Yeah, which from is, Donkey. Yeah, from Donkey. Yeah, it's he, video game studio. He showed up in the in the the direct to mm. be uh, to be goofy for a second while the developer was like explaining the game. So mm. that's that's coming. Uh, Tesla Grad Two and Tesla Grad Remastered. Uh, Shadows Over Loathing. Um, Blasphemous 2, mm-hmm. I still need to play the first one, but I'm glad that that's still ongoing. Um, 
let's see, da, 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 Chance of Senar, which I was kind of into. Mm. It seems to be something with uh, with knights uh, and kind of like a isometric setup. Mm. It could be interesting. Uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. <laughs> which, now you're just making up names. Which looks like it's supposed to be, you know, like a spiritual reference to... Um, Roller skate game. Oh, uh, Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio, something to that. Uh, Brotato, which looks like a Meat Boy mm. or Binding of Isaac type thing. Um, and Oxen Free 2, of yeah. course. Lost yeah. Signals. Oh, which I'll be is playing that. Great. I like that first one. So, mm. lot to lot to look forward to there. Yes. Um, but beyond that, no real, no other news. Well, you did get that Kickstarter funded, <laughs> single-handedly, of Break. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I purchased. Don't worry. So that <laughs> is a very good. Uh, people on Kickstarter are making this tabletop RPG inspired by anime, combining like an anime aesthetic with a fantasy aesthetic, mm-hmm. uh, and it looks it looks right up our alley. Yeah. It looks like it embodies what our alley or ally <clears throat> what our alley is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so do go check that out if mm-hmm. you're into that. Fund them. Because there was a lot of D, there was a lot of uh, there's a big stir in the D and D world this week because oh, yeah. the Critical Role announced um, because of all the snafus that they've had with Wizards of the Coast recently, mm-hmm. they announced two tabletop gaming systems of their own. Oh. Uh, one of which is a D six based tabletop game that is more uh, like opportune for like short form games mm-hmm. and you can pretty much adapt it into any gameplay style you want be it like fantasy or sci-fi or anything like that mm. um, and then they announced something that would more or less be the more complicated long form in-depth D&D like experience mm. that people have grown to know and love but Presumably would be detached from the Wizards of the Coast brand, so they're more free to do with it what they want. Oh, those wizards think. must be stewing. I guess. On their coast. Yeah. Mm. I, w- I would assume. Um, but people... Well, I don't know if people are happy or sad, but I saw that people were making TikToks left and right, yeah, so that so was, that's something what my was indicator on. was. Um, yeah. That's where, that's where we are. All right. Tangent? Tangent? Okay. Uh, PTL... Housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I as I explained to you yesterday, uh, in terms of our flying taxi service in the region, um, Monarch Butterfly was not doing it for me. Okay. So I returned to your original prompt of a hummingbird, mm-hmm. and in that, uh, in my madness, I thought, all right, what can what can I do with a hummingbird? How can that work in terms of uh, you know something goober Pokemon esque? And the thought that I had that I would run by you mm-hmm. was that obviously hummingbirds got the long beak, kind of looks like a straw. Yeah. What if we do a hummingbird in multiple colors, and there's like, there's like four colors for different soft drinks. Okay. Because it, it gets right. sugary drinks. I love that. It kind of that gives it the, the energy, it, gives it wings. It needs to like you yeah. know fly the taxi around. Love that. I found like examples of like taxis that are commonly used in, like... They're commonly used all over the world, but there's, like, special, like, colorful ones that are in some parts of South America mm-hmm. that I figured we could attach to Play it. on that? That sounds like a brilliant idea. So maybe, like, four of those carrying around... Well, we can get in our Dr. Pepper... <laughs> we can. Sponsorship. Literally. Yeah. Uh, at least, uh, Sprite. Our gamer fuel. <laughs> G Fuel, yeah. definitely. Energy drink. 
So that that was that was my idea for the hummingbird. Excellent, love um, that. Continue forward on that idea. I did uh, create your everything everywhere all at once sidekick Pokemon. Go for it. It is simple but effective. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be a googly-eyed rock Pokemon that mm-hmm. it changes its wigs and colors and that changes its type. <laughs> And it's just a googly-eyed rock. <laughs> Pokemon. Googly-eyed rock Pokemon with wigs, you yeah. said? Wigs, costumes. It's going to be everyone's favorite Pokemon now. Uh, think, like, the Arceus plates come to life. Uh, think of Eevee, but if it was a googly-eyed rock. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Easily done. Barbados Ben. <laughs> yeah. Dinner Ben. Whatever Ben you want in the form of a googly-eyed rock. Okay. Yeah. That that yeah, that works. That's fine by me. That yeah. can chill next to the scientist guy when mm-hmm. he's off on his adventure. It'll be cute. It'll be like here. I present to you your new Pokemon, Google Eyed Rock. <laughs> um, but very good. Mm-hmm. I will add him to the canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I finally got this past week the. One of your OG prompts, the wagon wheel done. Oh, wagon wheel, uh, see. Obviously, in the many lists that I keep, none of these have been forgotten, but I'm going to try to go back and start getting those earlier ones done now. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, to try to prioritize them. Um, but we got a lot, got a lot coming. I yep. sent you a list of, you know, in terms of flavor text, what I would put for each trainer in terms of what you know, teams they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boron and Bismuth, for example, along with many other characters, still need signature Pokemon. Yes. Um, it's probably going to be easier to come up with things like that once you see their final designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only suggestions that I have for, like, Boron and Bismuth, I mean, obviously, uh, you've seen the concept art for the two of them. They have not gone up yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, Boron leaning towards Heavy. Yep. And then for uh, Bismuth, deceptively cute mm-hmm. or, like, pompous. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Um, and then, you know, so so there's tons more that need signature mons, so we'll have prompts for days uh, when we need them. Um, one thought I did have, though, was uh, in terms of designing Sage, the mm-hmm. one of the Team Thorn admins... Um, since mentally I've kind of been picturing him like Bartholomew Kuma from mm-hmm. One Piece, yeah. could we give him the spectacle bear? Sure, why not? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> why not? And yeah, so then I'll get to work on... I can get to work on them at the same time mm. then. Um, and then I also have... I'm going to finish up the Cordify line this week mm-hmm. so that I can get to work on the 6th gym leader. Uh, but there's there's plenty more in the tank that are almost done for, for posting. Um, but yeah, so yeah. it's good for keeping me busy. Yeah, so. good Pokemon game we're developing. Yes. Now, if only Game Creek would pay us. Yes, that would be nice. Then we would be happy and set. But what do you say we get into some anime? Oh, I've been waiting for JoJo. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if my heart can take it. <laughs> Okay, well, today the drawing board rolls out, and it's Mirror Edition. Oh, no. But the mirror has two faces, Dan. So so the drawing board is, is uh, he's here, standard design, but reflective surface now. Mm. And perhaps looking and seeing ourselves, well, that's the scariest thing of all, yeah, I think. I would agree. Um, but we're going to have to keep an eye on that. Because reflective services might not be a good thing today, oh. if they're ever a good thing. Mm. But, you know, 
gotta be careful. No more gazing into that tarn, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, to recap from last week's episode, the Joe Bros were confronted by the Frenchman Jean-Pierre Polnareff yep. uh, and his stand Silver Chariot. Uh, Polnareff was kind of bested in combat by Jotaro, or, or a combination of Avdol, then Jotaro. Mm-hmm. Well, no, actually, he was bested by Avdol, and then Jotaro frees him from a flesh bud, yeah. just as he had done with Kakuin. Then he says, I'll join you. Uh, specifically, Polnareff wants to find his sister's murderer, uh, a man with two right hands <laughs> who is currently serving Dio. Dio had ensnared Polnareff mm-hmm. by kind of bringing him in for his his fighting skills and his stand ability, and was like, you know, this this man that you seek is also in my employ, mm-hmm. and if you serve me well, a meeting between the two of you would happen. So now Polnareff is kind of joining the party in hopes of getting to confront and get his revenge on this man with two right hands. Uh, so... The boys took to the high seas, where in succession they defeated both Captain Tennille and his stand uh, Dark Blue Moon, mm-hmm. uh, Fishman, yep. and the Orangutan Forever, uh, who wielded the stand Strength. Who will never leave my mind. Again, in mm. some capacity, all following the Terret pattern that we had that we had come to know and love so far. Yeah. Uh, the group arrives in Singapore, now joined by the young girl Anne, as she... Waits to supposedly reunite with her father, but there's obviously some, like, she might not be honest with the group. Yeah, something's going on there. Um, but, but she's riding the rails, apparently, you know, looking for her father, so at the very least they're letting her chill with them for the time being because they don't know, they don't want to, like, leave her by herself for, like, mm-hmm. five days in a strange city. So, uh, in Singapore, once they arrive, they stay at a luxury hotel, um, where Polnareff is immediately attacked in his hotel room by Devo and his stand, Ebony Devil. Almost murdered while the other guys are just sitting there. With a little puppet, man. Um, but he does manage to emerge victorious, uh, thanks to using some reflective glass shards on the floor, and sticky... uh, After being covered in, in, like... Lighter, just lighter bar, fluid, bar snacks, bar snacks, <laughs> yeah. and alcohol. Uh, and he shows up bloody and severely wounded. And uh, Joseph just is like, "Stop screwing around." Yeah. But uh, you know, Joseph kind of frustratedly is like, "Obviously, Dio can sense us coming in mm-hmm. some capacity." He... And old witch said, "I'm going to send some more." Yes, yeah. send a little bug on ahead <laughs> to take the fight out of him, yeah. as it were. And uh, so. Joseph's like, obviously, Dio can sense us in, in some level. That's the only way that he could be finding us so precisely. Uh, so if he can sense us, then I'm going to try to use Hermit Purple to sense him. Uh, so J- Joseph uses his stand Hermit Purple on a television set this time, and they receive kind of a garbled vision uh, stating that Kakuin is still loyal to Dio uh, and is going to betray the group. Uh, we see that Kakuin currently is with Jotaro and Anne down at the beach. Yes. Uh, so that was the cliffhanger yeah. that we left off on. Not our poor student boy. So <laughs> these four episodes have like a more or less like continuous story thread. Okay. So I figured this would be a reasonable batch to just go through and not skip anything. Okay. It will also kind of end at like a set point. So when we begin our next few events over the next month or so... Mm-hmm. This is kind of a good breather spot. Okay. Uh, one of those that I was talking about in case we don't, you know, 
immediately return to to, to JoJo's, uh, and we sprinkle in some other stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured this would be a good spot to stop at, and then we can resume from with a very wacky episode that follows this batch. Good. Uh, before getting into more heavy stuff. Yes. Uh, so, again, figured it would be a good spot. Uh, when you watch today's episodes, mm-hmm. I think the first two times that, you know, I've covered Stardust Crusaders, I kind of alluded to the fact that in interviews, Araki has implied that he wrote this saga, or this arc, I should say, in a very natural, free-flowing way. Mm. He kind of went with his gut and started writing it from, like, a base, you know, starting point, and it's going to end at this vague, you know, final confrontation, and, like, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. So, some characters would stick around, if they, you know, wowed Iraqi in the writing process, they would, you know, as is Pop the case with Polnareff, yeah. Yeah. Um, some would not get as much screen time. Some would kind of leave the cast for stretches at a time or leave the cast permanently. Um, but it makes for some very shocking moments. Oh. So I am curious to see... Even more shocking than a little doll coming and, like, cutting your Achilles heel? Much more yeah. shocking. That That's probably not the last possessed little Murdering thing that, that we're Murdering that poor uh, steward that went into the room? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. The hotel staff. Not Wait, brutally. Safe. Yeah. Fucking cut his face yeah. off. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see your response to today's batch. I'm sure it'll be mouth agape, as always. <laughs> I never know what to expect. Now I only know to fear mirrors, which is something that, you know, I've learned mm-hmm. <laughs> in my day-to-day life. But uh, but even so, I would say that, uh, you know, the two episodes in the middle are one of the most, like, interesting stand battles mm-hmm. that we will have seen so far. Okay. It's not going to come down to, like, brute strength or anything. It's going to have to be an actual strategy this time. These four himbos are going to have to put their mind, their one brain cell together? Uh, yes. Think a way out of it. Yeah. Uh, and it'll, it'll, it'll you know, kind of come together to form, like, three quarters of a, of a full of a brain. brain. So. Yeah. Uh, but I am excited to watch them mm-hmm. with you, as always. Uh, and interested to see, you know, what our discussion is like here. Any, any, any expectations at all? I don't know what to expect. With JoJo, I dare not set any expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're seeing Old Crone again. I don't know if Dio's gonna make an appearance in the shadows once more. I just know that there's some goofy goobers with some tarot cards mm-hmm. and stands that are gonna pop out. That surprise me. I don't know their designs. I don't know what they look like. Completely going in blind here, as always. Of course. Well, uh, I would say, in that case, it's about time that we... Head to Calcutta. Oh, indie? <laughs> that literally came on last night, yeah. and I'm like, mm, like do because I, I usually Snapchat you that scene because mm-hmm. I I know it opened on Anything Goes, but no more fitting time. Anything goes.
Welcome back, everyone. We just watched another four episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders that were very bizarre, to say the least. Mm. You were having some very strong reactions throughout the process, so yes. any initial thoughts? Well, I saw a strange growth on my arm, and it said to me, lick, 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 lick. <laughs> yes, you'll never look at coconuts and cherries the same way again. No. Um, but... Yeah, so we have another 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 four episodes, another you know increasingly se weird series of stand users. Mm. Um, this is going to keep going. We're almost at the end of these uh, tarot themed assassins. That you Dio say tarot like carrot. You know it's pronounced tarot, right, dear? Uh, I did not. Oh, well, you've been saying that an awful lot. I thought I thought that was an odd quirk, like uh, the way you say water, <laughs> like you're from Maravistown. But <laughs> like, how, how do I say water exactly? I, I did want to bring it up, but you know, I I didn't know if that was just how you said it. <laughs> well, oh boy. Oh well. Tear it. So tarot. Cards. Yes. Yes. I apologize. <laughs> But those are not the only assassins that Dio has at his disposal, no. and as the group gets closer to him, the threats are going to get more severe. Uh, and we do now have a few recurring antagonists in the mix yeah. who are going to keep coming back and giving the party trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to begin with episode 9, Yellow Temperance. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, leaving off from the cliffhanger, uh, the vision sent from Hermit Purple stated that Kakuin is still loyal to, uh, or at least the image that was flashed showed Kakuin and said that this is still a servant of Dio. Yes. And your group is in danger. He's acting very strange. He is. Mm -hmm. uh, walking down the beach, Jotaro, Anne, and Kakuin are, are kind of pulled aside by this ice cream vendor. Coconut water. Who, he, Cold he, coconut water. He's trying to unload these coconuts. Yeah. He's overstocked on these coconuts. He's he's unloading chilled coconut Something juice. Something about animation. Always with the coconuts that make them look appetizing. They do. Yeah. Just uh, cold coconut water. And uh, apparently it's quite healthy. So, mm. but I wouldn't know. So I won't be partaking in it then. Um, you know, so while they are paying for the coconuts, a, you know, a pickpocket steals Kakuin's wallet. Yeah, and Kakuin is fucking pissed. Yeah, he reacts extremely violently. <laughs> he beats the shit out of this pickpocket to get his wallet back and then is about to do a Bane-style backbreak <laughs> mm -hmm. move over him. Yeah, that, that about even to snap Anne his spine. Uh, but Jotaro kind of stops him and calls him out on his behavior. And Kakuin goes into a little rant about, you know, you can't be soft on on criminals, uh, you have to enforce justice, and, and you know, etc, etc. Yeah. Very much out of character. Yeah, for and him. you can't take a joke. Yeah. Why are you treating this so seriously? Like, haha, it's all an act. But Jojo's staring and glaring. Yeah, Jojo knows something is yeah, off. Even Anne, the youngest among them, is like, hmm, that doesn't seem like him. Well, for Anne, it's confirmed uh, when <laughs> on a nearby tree, there are several rhinoceros beetles yeah. who are, you know, eating some sap. Yeah. Uh, the kids, some nearby kids are kind of, you know, amused by them Enamored and they move on. Them, yeah. Uh, but then Kakuin walks over and he starts munching on those beetles. Mm, I knew what he was munching and crunching on. <laughs> uh, you know, he turns around and is is slurping down a, a beetle leg. And Anne is horrified. Um, but again, Kakuin is kind of acting nonchalant and playing this off as, as normal. Mm. Uh, when they arrive at the uh, cable car station, because they've decided they're going to take a cable car <laughs> to a train station, and then at the train station, they're going to reserve tickets, uh, you know, to get a train to their next destination. Must have a lot of money to go to these places. Well, again, the Speedwagon Foundation. Yeah. But, but you know, Joseph has a decent amount of money himself. Uh, probably via the Speedwagon Foundation. Yeah, while they're so. waiting for this cable car, Kakuin pushes Jojo over the edge. 
Well, yeah, and yeah. he well, jo- Jotaro had an ice cream <laughs> with a cherry on it. Kakuin takes the cherry and then shoves him over the railing of the uh, of the cable car station. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, it's just a joke, bro. It's a mm-hmm. prank. Uh, but Jotaro manages to pull himself back up, and Kakuin decides to do a little display with the cherry. Like, 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 like tossing it around on his tongue. It falls on the ground. He picks it back up off the ground and eats it. Very much out of character for the otherwise like germaphobe Kakuin, mm-hmm. who would you know. Like you, Jonathan, would never deign to eat a cherry off the well, ground. Maybe a chicken parm, but a cherry, I don't think so. They draw the line somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of had, an, like, having had enough of, uh, of quote-unquote Cockween's shit, Jotaro punches him, and the punch somehow, like, just destabilizes Cockween's entire face. Yeah. And Cockween like, has been growing. Open. Yes. Like, having spurts of growth. He ate the cherry and then yeah. increased <laughs> And no one size. seemed to notice. Um, but Jotaro punches him into the cable car, where his face kind of melts and then reforms into, uh, you know, his his true self. Uh, this is Rubber Soul, <laughs> and he is the user of Yellow Temperance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the temperance being the tarot card represented here. Uh, Anne is left behind at the station, and in a panic, she calls uh, Joseph. <laughs> is this Joseph's grandfather? Yeah, to uh, Jojo's grandfather to explain that you know Jotaro is locked in a cable car with a strange man and covered Kakuin in goo. Is not Kakuin. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kakuin returns to the hotel room, and there is like a little callback here where he's like, "Oh, Jotaro didn't want me hanging out with them, so I just stayed by the pool and sunbathe in your like, uniform." Like, yes, it's like okay, so that's the real Kakuin. Yeah. Like we we know that now. Um, so in the the cable car. You know, uh, Rubber Soul is kind of flexing about Yellow Temperance's power. He claims that it is invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, when he was punched originally, a small glob of mm-hmm. Yellow Temperance Goo. attached itself to Jotaro's hand. Uh, and Rubber Soul, you know, posits that you've already lost this mm-hmm. battle. Uh, you know, once I get a hold of somebody, it's over, because yeah. I'll, I'll digest you. So, um... You know, Jotaro is almost strangled by Yellow Temperance, but he decides, like, oh, you should know about the Joestar family. Uh, And it's actually a a cute little scene, because he's like, you know, we in the Kujo family, no, correction, in the the Joestar Mm -hmm. family, we are not that easily deceived. We don't give up. We'll always, like, find a way to, like, come up with a winning strategy. So he punches his way out of the cable car, and, uh, you know, leaps onto a nearby, like, a cable tower. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries, at first, to use a lighter to burn the yellow temperance off of his hand. Uh, that does not work. No. Um, it just expands. It just expands. That he sees a boy licking a sea salt ice cream in the next cable car. So he leaps over, uh, using... You know, Star Platinum to code himself. It was a goofy looking scene. Yep. And we get my favorite character just uh, chilling in the cable car. There's a a woman. There's a a woman uh, who's like, okay. So the passengers in the cable car are a child, the child's father, a dog, and, and then woman. this woman. Yeah. Uh, Jotaro tries to use the kid's ice cream to freeze Yellow Temperance off, but it only like draws spikes deeper into his skin Mm -hmm. so there's nothing that he can do to kind of uh coax it off uh the lady starts (laughs) laughing maniacally and melts away to reveal that she is in fact yellow temperance love it love an actor eating the dog in the process yeah this poor puppy 
Um, but again, it's kind of, you know, this guy's a schmuck. Yeah. This is what he's doing. Um, and, you know, then uh, when he's kind of uh, cornered in this car, Jotaro punches through the bottom <laughs> of the cable car and sends them both falling into the sea. Yeah, and here uh, I thought it was just going to wash off, but that wasn't the case. Uh, like, jo- Jotaro makes, like, an attempt to drown um, Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul himself, uh, but. You know, because even if Yellow Temperance is invincible, its user is not. Uh, and it's still susceptible to any other, you know, human need or taking damage. Yeah, so when um, he comes up to breathe, he has a chance to attack. Yes. Um, and, you know, Yellow Rubber Soul is injured, but he kind of, like, begs for his life. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I, I don't even want to do this. This is just, you know, Dio commanded me to do this. Um, like, I'm fine ending the fight here, because you broke my nose, I'm gonna have to <laughs> my have my jaw face. wired shut. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my beauty has been compromised already, I don't want to draw this out any mm-hmm. longer. Uh, Jotaro does intimidate him into revealing more about the remaining assassins. Yep. Uh, there are four assassins left. The Emperor, the Hangman, the Empress, and Death. Yes. Uh, they are still out there, they are still coming for, uh, you know, Jotaro and his friends, and Rubber Soul is also aware of the fact that the man with two right hands is among them, uh, and he wields mirror-based powers. Yes. Uh, but uh, seemingly, that's all probably lying. Rubber Soul is is like you know, as stand users, it's not a good idea to unload your power, entire yeah. power because mm-hmm. you know you, you're giving away your weakness. Yeah. Um, so Rubber Soul kind of gets back onto dry land because they're in like this little dock area. And uh, he sees some blue crawdads. <laughs> Which I don't know if they're native to that area of the world, but I, sure. Yeah, I don't know if those beetles are either, <laughs> but um, he's kind of like going to take one final shot yeah. at, at Jotaro because uh, Dio has promised him $100 million for succeeding in he's this gonna mission. He's going to it miniseries him, Dan. He is. And shove him through the pipe. He blasts a, you know, a, a kind of wave of yellow temperance out through the drain pipe into the ocean at Jotaro and intends to pull him into the pipe and but smush he, him. he's too beefy. And then digest. Yeah, yes, he's he breaking like the concrete with his body. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, Jotaro is unfazed, and he has Star Platinum punch the drain, <laughs> sending the water pressure back up through the thing, and then, which then shoots the manhole cover at Rubber Soul, uh, you know, knocking him out again. See, there's that beautiful water pronunciation you have again. Water. I, I can't <laughs> No, I, I'm just saying, there's some, there's some South Philly in you the whole time. <laughs> I thought that was a Jersey thing. No, no, dear. Water. <laughs> That's how we pronounce it well, up that's here. That's how I've always said it. I ain't changing for Tear nothing. Territ and water. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's just a, a study of linguistics. Humiliation. I um, could turn you into a duchess of the embassy ball yet, damn it. Yeah, what would... <clears throat> water. I can't even do it. I can't do it. Oh, a little bit more practice. <laughs> I just can't do it. See through your lies, Dan. But... Uh, Jotaro is fed up with Yellow Temperance and beats the shit out of him, uh, thus eliminating him from the Assassin's lineup. Yeah. Uh, and the group boards a train (laughs) to their next destination. And they say, where's Anne? She's on the train. Well, they don't know that. They, they She's in the next car. Like, they could just look. She's in the next car, but she, again, had made up some story that she was going to wait for her father somewhere and had, like, disappeared, but she's clearly just tailing I worry she might be a Stan user. 
Who knows? Yeah. I can either confirm nor deny. Mm, that's the feeling I'm getting. And Kakuin, like, takes a moment to, like, mess with Jotaro by, like, doing another cherry thing, like, lick, lick, lick yeah. thing. And Jotaro gets his Charlie Brown good grief line. <laughs> Fucking good grief. Um, so, we move on to episode 10, The Emperor and the Hangman. Calcutta, baby! Oh, and we, we should note that uh, in terms of what was, like, teased last episode, mm. the man with two right hands is named Centerfold. Yes. We, we know that much, at least. Um, so the group arrives in Calcutta. And they worry about the food and the culture there. How yes. will it affect their Caucasian stomachs? Yes, uh, and and Avdol seems, like, very happy there. He's like, look, like, all these people make this place alive. Like, this is a great place to be, mm-hmm. is it not? But the rest are like, uh, give us money at the train station. Yeah, so they're all they're all a little freaked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but none more so than Polnareff. Uh, when they go to <laughs> a restaurant, uh, he goes in to use the bathroom. Yeah, a beautiful restaurant with fabulous food, mm-hmm. wonderful ambiance. That's all these people do. All these men do. Yeah. They're just having to eat, pray, love. Fine dining and breathing yeah. is what they Which do. Which I'm into. Like, four himbos going around the world eating. But, yeah, that's the show. But Polnareff is uh, quite frightened because there is a pig in the toilet. <laughs> oh, this scene disturbed me the most of all. Yes. I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know that this was kind of this branch of humor for Jojo. Mm-hmm. It was just a disturbing image. I don't want to think about a pig eating shit in the toilet. It's not the last poop joke that we're going to get this oh, season. Great. There's at least like three or four no, more There's something coming, about so. scatology that doesn't do it for me, Dan. Uh, but yes, the pig chills in the yeah. toilet because Meanwhile, the... Dan, <laughs> funny. Uh, exactly. Shit. But the, uh, the... The restaurant's owner references Attendant, that oh, they, yeah. they built the pig pen outside too high up, so the pigs will sometimes sneak in for a snack, and you know what that means. Oh, we don't have to spell it out for I'm you. I'm gonna... Uh, but there is a long poking stick to to keep the pig from I'd coming bang. up while you're on the toilet, but he says that most customers enjoy it, and the manager specifically uh, mm-hmm. also is a big fan of the I don't pig. think I do well with that sort of humor. Um, so... While, uh, you know, uh, Polnareff decides to wait and just wash his hands, and while he is looking in the mirror, a very strange figure, obviously a stand, appears in the window behind him. And you told me to beware of mirrors, and then I pieced this together. Perhaps this is why Dan said so. Like, Polnareff, you know... It keeps, it's this little situation where he's trying to piece together what's going on. Every time he turns around, this stand is gone, mm-hmm. uh, but it still shows up in the mirror. So Polnareff has Silver Chariot slash the mirror to pieces, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't real like, he, he's not, he knows that the stand is still around. Polnareff has this odd connection with mirrors, huh? He had to use it last time to defeat. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Might It might have been foreshadowing, Reflective I don't know. surfaces, yeah. But, uh, so Polnareff runs out into the restaurant, he says that, you know, the, 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 the stand is here to assassinate <laughs> us, it could be anyone in here. Who has two right hands? <laughs> Looks down at hands, I don't. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, you know, he's decided, like, this is, this is the hanged man, this is the man with two right hands, yeah. uh, if he's in this city and he's hunting for us, then I'm going to hunt him first. And avenge my sister. To put him on the defensive, yes. and he decides to do so by going off on his own. Yeah, never a good idea. Never a never good idea. Never split the party, even though these guys seem to always do that, and we learn that that's not a good idea in this episode. Yeah, even accidentally, yeah. or inadvertently, they do, um... And Polnareff is like, no, like, I've told you guys from the beginning that I'm only here 
to, to you know to stop yeah. for vengeance for vengeance mm-hmm. i don't care about dio and abdal tries to warn him saying like that's exactly what he wants for you to go out on your own yeah it's but like doesn't listen ultimately like dio is the source of all this so how many people do you think are going to like suffer because mm-hmm. of this like you can't be selfish um and then polnareff is like oh i heard when you uh you know confronted dio the first time you peed your pants and ran away <laughs> that's true but who told you dan um you know and they almost come to blows but you know joseph holds avdol back and he is like you know this, this was part of the arrangement just let polnareff go yeah. on his own jonathan said wee 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 all the way home no i didn't wee 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 i would never i'm gonna cry like snoopy but uh so the the rest of the gang is staying in a nicer hotel again having another meal yeah passing all the they time. fucking do is eat and stay in hotels uh, while Ponoref is kind of wandering around in the rain looking yeah. for looking through sign. reflective surfaces well he's gazing through a window dad he's pulling a dear Evan hansen well he is Ponoref is not handling this very intelligently but he's he's kind of wandering the streets <sighs> asking anyone if they've seen the man with yeah. two right hands <laughs> And eventually he does, there is one, like, he, like a, a man uh, points over yeah. at two, uh... Men walking down the street, but we get that whole introduction scene first. Oh, yeah, though. that's yeah. right, that's right. Um, so we see a man emerge on the scene with an elephant and woman in tow. Yes. Uh, it's a scene straight out of Australia. Exactly, almost exactly. <laughs> I said, yeah. this is exactly the same film. Um, and he gets off and she's like, oh, don't leave me, I'm only 16, but I'm old enough to wed. And he's like, oh, baby, I gotta do my own thing. I'll think yeah. of you. It's yeah. not It's not separating right now, but whatever. Well, is he, Maybe he, later on. He goes into a very dramatic, like, I've picked the, the drifter's life, yeah. babe, like, you know. And yeah, I, I like him. He's giving know. me literal uh, Drover vibes. Hugh yeah. Jackman from Australia. I I'm glad we saw would, that before. Yeah, yeah. good connection. Um, but he, uh, you know, sends this girl away. We gotta remember this girl because she is important. I didn't think she would be, but yeah. Um, and Whole Horse walks over to these, like, ruins where another figure is sitting, like, uh, chuckling in the shadows. Who's revealed not to be the figure that we're thinking it's gonna be. Yes. It's dressed differently. Yes. Because I noticed a very, uh, a very striking, uh, beret with, like, beads on the front of it. I think he just takes the hat off. Yeah, yeah but just... still, I was like, oh. Um, but there's, there's this little moment where, between the two of them, where it's like, okay, Polnareff has apparently separated from the group to hunt you down, mm-hmm. so I think we should use this, you know, to our advantage and kill him first. Yeah. And they get, like, a little power flex moment where a cobra jumps out from the For shadows. no reason, for no reason, this cobra attacks this elephant. Um, but Whole Horse manif- materializes a gun, gun, shoots the cobra, and then as the cobra's body is falling, it passes into the reflection of the beer bottle, that- and then gets sliced into Listen, pieces. Listen, extremely cool anime scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, what? But what? <laughs> I yeah. said, what is going on? But I enjoy this. Yeah. I don't know what was happening. Um, so then the, uh, we, sh- we should establish that, uh, Whole Horse... This has been a point of contention, but his name... Not Half Horse, but Whole Horse. Whole Horse yeah. uh, is a reference to Hall and Oates. I, um, yeah. Because, I, you know, if it was spelled out or written out in Japanese, it would be like Holo Hasu. So it, it would sound like Hall and Oates. That, that's the closest thing to a musical yeah. reference that's been confirmed for him. Whereas Centerfold... 
uh, in Japan is known as Jay Guile mm. uh, because Ga- Jay Guile uh, is spelt with like an A. Is a famous rock musician uh, who did the Jay Guile band, and uh, th- their one of their chart toppers was Centerfold. So mm. being forbidden from using certain celebrity names, um, as was the case with like Enya the Hag and things like that, yeah. they just switched it to Centerfold. Understandable. So uh, they, you know. Another cool little detail that came up in the murder of Polnareff's sister, and then when these two goobers are walking down the street, and because again, Polnareff is, is asking around, and finally someone does point out a man with two right hands, and we see, mm-hmm. for a brief moment, uh, you know, Jay Guile or Centerfold and Whole Horse walking down the street in the rain as the rain is clearing up, and just like the effect in Polnareff's flashback, the rain does not hit Centerfold. No. It, it like, forms, like, a bubble around him, mm. presumably because with his stand's power, with all of, like, since each water droplet reflects light, it can't hit his body in mm. some way. So it's a, it's only, it only shows up for, like, a split second, but, you I know. I did notice it. Uh, but yeah. Centerfold is, is gone when Polnareff turns to face him, and it's just Whole Horse. Um, so, uh, again, Whole Horse's stand is the Emperor, which just takes the form of a gun, um, <laughs> to fire a bullet, uh, he, you know, he goes to, to... Now, we made that joke a lot of times on the podcast, did you know it was a literal gun? Yes. Oh, I've made that joke, I never, I think. Well, some yeah. of the, j- you made a few jokes during watching this episode that yeah. I think you're going to eat your words if, on. Yeah, the did we I, un, like, intentionally reference this? <laughs> you've, you've referenced a few things. I didn't it, even know that was going to happen. Even in today's sitting oh, that are going no. to come up later on that I can't, I can't reveal to you what they are, but it's like, you, you, you made a few comments Yikes. that I think you're going to be thinking on. Huh. Um, so, uh. It was just ambient, Dan. <laughs> well, no, that's the next. Oh, that's the I next, know. That's the next stand we'll get, user. We'll get there. Um, so basically, the emperor, like in in being used as a gun, it can fire these magic bullets that can curve <laughs> and track the mm-hmm. opponent to the left uh, and to the right. Silver Chariot manages to like seemingly like tries to slash. He he tries to slash out of the bullet. Obviously, mm-hmm. Silver Chariot has super speed, especially in unarmored form. Yes. Uh, but the bullet swerves around him and almost hits Polnareff before Avdol pushes him out of the way. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, Avdol got shot. Like he's gonna get back up again. It's fine. Like they've definitely suffered more grievous wounds on this show. Uh, well, yeah, because Avdol attempts to uh, like Avdol stands and and goes to like confront um whole horse mm-hmm. uh whole horse fires another bullet avdol attempts to melt it yeah uh but before he can do that he's stabbed in the back from a puddle the hanged man emerges the and slashes him in and stabs him in the back uh thus allowing the bullet to hit him square in the center of the head and killing him and i didn't know this was gonna happen it truly got me. You were shook. Yeah. <laughs> Killing Avdol? Yes. Making this cast almost entirely Caucasian now? Yes. Yikes. Again, which is, which is uh, again, this is one of those things where the debate would come in in terms of, like, the free-flowing writing style mm-hmm. as to how, uh, you know, how these characters are kind of coming and going, mm-hmm. who's sticking around the longest, who's getting the most episodes yeah, Polar in the spotlight. Shirley is getting a lot. Even though you told me he's a fan favorite. Polnareff's getting a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's more Polnareff coming. Avdol got two fights, um, and that's it. 
So again, there there is certainly discussion to be had about that. Maybe it has to do with the nature of his power and how maybe there was a struggle to, to figure out situations to put him in that fire could solve in a certain way. Well, they do say that fire is like the most powerful thing against bullet and mirror. Well, it yeah, presumably because it would have warped the air in such a way that it would have like interfered with, the with reflections. Uh, reflections and then obviously he could melt the bullets. Mm. But uh, we'll, we'll never know because Avdol is dead. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Off-screen burial. Um, and Kakuin and Polnareff are obviously horrified. Yeah, they have, like, the, the Jonathan Dan, like, I'm not feeling nothing. Um, these, these tears are, yeah, <laughs> I'm not crying. <laughs> Turn around, oh no. <laughs> He's sad. Um, so then we come to the second part of this episode, and yeah. the Emperor and the Hangman Part 2. Uh, so obviously the, the boys, despite being so tough, are not so tough. They're, yeah. they're, they're shedding manly tears. Yeah. Kakuin says Adol's we gotta death. get out of here. Um, yeah, Kakuin is like, there's a truck over there. We need to get to it. We need to drive away because we, you know, fighting these guys, you know, with just us is, is, is suicide. And that's mm-hmm. what Avdol was trying to tell you. Yes. It was like to not go into this half cocked and by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Centerfold keeps provoking Polnareff, uh, by taunting him with, like, things about his sister. Uh, Polnareff tries to attack the hangman inside a glass window, um, trying to use the different shards of glass to pin him down, um, but Kakuin convinces Polnareff, uh, to escape. Um, there is a misunderstanding that Polnareff has at this point, because, again, he's very, he's emotional at the moment, he's not strategizing clearly mm. he he legitimately believes that they you know like those zoomers on tiktok that you mentioned yes. that there is a mirror dimension oh yeah I, I said that's a very common theme that we're dealing with right now yeah but as you explained to it's, me it's not how light works no, but and i i've said well, i don't know dan you're no scientist i'm no but, scientist but, no but i'll trust you um but you know even kakuin kind of like Puts that to rest. He's like, no, no, no. We, we're functioning in reality here. There is no mirror dimension. There has to be another trick to his power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're driving away in this truck. Uh, but the hangman has somehow followed them. Yeah. Uh, not only through the chrome of the steering wheel, um, but, you know, through the... Because I think Polnareff breaks the... mirrors the on the mirror. car, yeah. He, he crushes in his hand. But I mean, like, the taillights, whatever. The bumper. The bumper, the yeah. chrome. Like, any yeah. reflective thing. And the main thing is that... If you show up in the same reflection as the hangman, the hangman can do whatever he wants to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they they are attacked inside the truck. The truck flips over in a holy shit moment. Yeah. Um, They're fine. I yeah. only I only bumped my chest. What does he say? I hit my chest. Yeah, I hit my chest. Yeah. <laughs> my mommy milkers are gone, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll they cushion the blow. Uh, so. When they are kind of, you know, getting out of the truck, Polnareff pieces together that what the hangman is, is actually a light stand. And it's jumping in between every reflective surface. You know, when one reflective surface becomes unavailable, then it has to, you know, by the laws of, like, light and everything, has to jump into the next reflective surface. And it can, in theory, then become trapped if it can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it must be reflected Presumably, or it'll be destroyed. Yes. So, uh, you know, they're trying to hide in this, like, desert area with no reflective surfaces, but a young boy emerges <laughs> and, like, asks like them if they man. need help. Yep. Uh, and through the reflection in his eyes, which partially covers the wreckage of the truck, mm-hmm. uh, the hangman jumps to go get them. Um, but this is how Polnareff kind of pieces together how the power works. 
So he, he, uh, has, at first you think that Polnareff's about to, like, blind the kid, yeah. but he just throws some sand into yeah. the kid's face so that the hangman is forced to jump into his eye. Uh, and thus, you know, in, in the process, Silver Chariot successfully takes a slash at Hangman and damages it, mm -hmm. slashing it across the chest. Um, it's like, okay, so now we know if we hit along where its trajectory is, we can damage it. Mm -hmm. And presumably, that slash also just affected the, you know, uh, affected Centerfold himself, yeah. so now we have to go track him down. The real body. Um, while the hangman remains trapped in my eye. Yeah, so they arrive at this tower of ruins, whatever, that's sitting out in the middle of the desert here, mm -hmm. and they find this guy stabbed, mm -hmm. like, looking injured, and like, yeah. oh, well, you surely must be the Stan user. Yeah. Polnareff is about to go into his revenge speech, but Kakui notices that the man has two regular hands, so this cannot be no. Centerfold. Yeah. Uh, instead, Centerfold is a rather, uh bizarre uh, i don't even know how to describe it it's like, like pupilless pupilless um hair <laughs> he looks like one of those persona bad guys yeah, i forget yeah kind of like a persona bad guy before the persona transformation yeah he he emerges and he's like like ah like do you really think i would just let you get away with like r r you know understanding my stan's weakness like mm -hmm. this is going to be that simple so he calls over a group of beggars uh Saying telling free them, money and just like i did with grant with the free soda exactly yeah, yeah i i got him that day not a drop to drink no? yeah but misa misa <laughs> surrounded surrounded by oh god as i watch <laughs> Surrounded by this crowd, uh, the hangman is now jumping in between all of these people's, you know, eye reflections, mm -hmm. uh, and just slashing away at Polnareff and Kakuin. Yeah, and I said, how are they gonna get all this? But then I kind of pieced it together. I said, oh, there's something you could do. Yeah, and I think he... I would have thought of this in this situation, because I didn't read the notes, but I was like, oh, they're all after one thing, eh? Well, true to form, Kakuin thinks of it. Yeah. He's like... And he over-explains it for us. Yeah, he's like, Polnareff, that's what you just said, mon du, like yeah. you, that's what you say in times of crisis. Mon frere. Then. Mon frere. And <laughs> mon he... du is my god. Mon frere is my male friend. So, uh, Kakuin takes out a shiny coin, yeah. flips it into Almost the like a mirror. Almost like a mirror. <laughs> Uh, all of the eyes in the crowd look at that coin, yeah. so, uh, you know, the stand's trajectory is clear. Yeah, throw a, a 4K disc into the air. <laughs> yeah, it is reflective. <laughs> a copy of Tar. <gasps> How it shines. I don't know if we ever addressed that on the podcast. What, but did I, we watch Tar? Well, no, that we, well, we, oh. well, no, we talked about Tar, oh, but okay. we, uh, that TikTok I sent you, I never realized that fucking laser discs were gigantic. Yes, Dad! They're huge! I had never, I had never seen one. Yeah. You that, know, you were drinking too much water down there in trick. the south. All right, all right, then. <laughs> I... Yes, Dad, they're big! There, there is... They're giant I, machine! I don't even know how I would correct that. I... You wouldn't. I've heard it for the past few episodes. Every time you brought up Tarrant, <laughs> I'm going to drink some. Wa I I can't yeah, even do it. I, I can't bring myself. I know to not you can, but I've heard it every time. <laughs> I just thought it would be the time to say. I would like to get a cool glass of water. I can't do it. Can't do it. If it can't fucking. How can I reach you? Pump. P U M P. Pump. Why, why would I reveal my weakness in front oh. of? But uh, you know. With that opening and having done more damage to Centerfold, uh, they are now able to, you know, confront mm -hmm. the man himself. Polnareff, you know, delivers his true 
uh, vengeance speech. Yeah. Uh, slashes him to ribbons, mm-hmm. pierces his body numerous times, mm-hmm. and then flips him up into the air, and he is impaled on, like, a, a wrought iron fence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he deserved it, so it's fine. He did. Yeah. So Had it coming. they, you know, nonchalantly, they walk back into the village where Whole Horse is, uh, you know. <laughs> Hello, boys. <laughs> like, my friend in the mirror is going to help <laughs> me here. Sh- shooting random things. Because <laughs> he's expecting, you know. It to be uh, reflected. Yeah. It, but but it, it's not working. It, it, it's very funny. I said, this is, I like him. Yeah. But they're like, you can go and check your friend's corpse <laughs> back up the hill over there. Uh-huh. Uh, you're alone here. And not even having any qualms about fleeing, Whole Horse is like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go check. I'll, I'll catch you later. And he's <laughs> like, he knows his limits. He's not going to try to, like, use his power, um, you know, in situations where it's not advantageous. Mm-hmm. He needs a partner in crime yeah. to balance his it's power. It's okay, be out. a number two. And he will get a few of them as, as we go along. Good. So uh, while he is fleeing, uh, he is punched <laughs> by Jotaro. Mm-hmm. Because uh, him and Joseph have arrived, they are now aware of Abdal's death. Um, obviously, Polnareff is like, I'm going to finish off Whole Horse here so that we can be done with this. But uh, the the young woman from earlier leaps at Polnareff and, like, you know, uh, holds him down while Whole Horse gets on a horse. Yeah. And rides off into the, into the sunset. Yeah. And they don't want to indirectly harm this woman, but they kind of drag her along. Yes, Polnareff but, drags yeah. her along and yeah. injures her arm, uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's crucial because when, uh, you know, Joseph goes over to help the lady and bandage her yeah. arm, a little droplet of a her blood. blood gets onto his arm. Yeah. And we... Well, you know enough horror movie franchises that that was important. Um, but, uh, so, you know, Joseph urges the group to continue uh, their journey towards Egypt, uh, again, he's kind of like itching at his arm where the blood drop <laughs> yeah, was. Where there's a big pimple, Dr. Pimple. And it has a little mouth, Dan! It has it a goes, little mouth. <laughs> and I said, oh singing. no! Um, but this woman, this mysterious woman that has joined them, her name is uh, Nen- Nena. Nena. And it is a reference to a German singer. Hmm. So that is where that is. Uh, I, I believe... Okay. That's our so... next episode. So at episode twelve, well, we begin Empress, with if Dan is ever injured, this would yeah. be my reaction. Oh my god, what? <laughs> I felt it. So back at Dio's, <laughs> someone punched Dan at Dio's base, exactly like yeah. that. Enya is reacting like she has felt her son's yeah. death. Through, oh, a mother and son connection. <laughs> and all of his injury, his fatal injuries, manifest on her uh-huh. body. And like then the, she beats up a cat for no reason. The well, because the cat's sensing evil. Oh, the cat's okay. like scared of her. Yeah. Uh, but she is, you know, all these puncture wounds appear all over her body and these slash marks because she is channeling the fate of her son and she obviously we saw what her son was but she's like oh how could such a a good and honorable young warrior be stricken down in the prime of his life he was a beautiful boy Dio is like having a Mike's Hard Lemonade in the background or something he doesn't give two shits yeah I don't care yeah. Um, about old hag. And it was also confirmed or spoken out loud. I don't know if I, I had wanted to confirm this previously, but it was confirmed by uh, Rubber Soul that Enya was the one who taught Dio uh-huh. about the stands. Okay. Uh, but there's a little bit more to that that we'll get into down the line, mm-hmm. but that's a good thing to, to remember. Um, so they are now traveling by bus uh, to, to Varanasi, um, which is the city that is is one of the cities on the Ganges River. Yeah. Um and and 
I guess the theme of this episode is like not being able to leave it, I suppose, and mm. like the cycle of life. Yeah, because like you that. know the Ganges, they have the food and stuff on the river, and they also do like the the cremations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, as more time has passed, this growth on Joseph's arm has gotten <laughs> it's worse. Not looking good, Dan. It's looking like a little face. Is yeah. What it's like. I mean, if something. <laughs> <laughs> Who come and pull the refs like it looks like a little face? Yeah, pull the refs the first to notice that it looks like a little face. Said, Maybe you should go get that checked out. So he goes to see Joseph by himself, goes to see a doctor at the clinic. Yeah, a very sketchy doctor. Very sketchy Shrouded doctor. in shadow, he looks laughing like, maniacally. Looks like Dr. Wiley, yeah. kind of. Or, uh, I don't know if I would trust him. And he's like, I have like a rusty scalpel. I'm going to cut yeah. your. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to lance it because it's. Yeah, infected. there's no anesthesia provided. Just kind of bear with it. So, uh, you know, he's about to kind of excise this uh, growth, but, uh, you know, while Joseph is looking away, he hears a commotion, and the doctor has been stabbed with his own yeah. scalpel. Oh my gosh, what? Um, uh, and, and who was the culprit? It's the growth. I hope if you ever go, this is how you go with me on your arm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope this is how it happens. Hello Dan. there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. daddy. <laughs> hey, Dan. So, it's me. the growth now, you know, a fully formed face... Uh, reveals itself to be the Empress Stan. Yeah. Uh, the Empress then, uh, you know, alerts the police, yeah. and she she talks up the. Well, first she tries to get Joseph canceled. Yeah, with the nurse. The nurse comes in. Oh my god, sees a dead, the dead doctor! Body, yeah, and then uh, the the. The Empress speaking like, through I'm the I'm a womanizer, yeah, I want I a piece like of that ass, too. Come here, yeah. like that, that, that. <laughs> So, uh, not only is he wanted for murder now, but he's just... This growth is making him look like a scumbag. Yeah, I mean... And Joseph's Roseanne like, can blame the growth. Joseph's running around <laughs> like, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, <laughs> holy... He literally God. says that, and that sent me. Um, so he is, you know, uh, try. he takes to the streets, the cops are in pursuit, and he cannot return to the yep. rest of the party because the cops are monitoring the hotel. And the growth something. can fight back, like, it cuts off some of, uh, his mechanical fingers. Yes. Yeah. Um, and not even his, like, hormone is able to no. stop it. Because it can't work on your own body! Because eventually the growth, uh, develops arms and holds him in place at a, like, barred mm-hmm. window so mm-hmm. the cops can catch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and then... Uh, Joseph tries numerous things. He tries Hamon. That doesn't work because it's an extension of his own body. And then he does successfully manage to, like, wrench it off of the window using Hermit Purple to strangle it. But that is definitely not going to work forever. Um, He's running through the streets. Uh, As he's running, uh, the (laughs) Empress is grabbing things. Like, because he has her wrapped up in a cloth. But from under the cloth, the Empress has been grabbing food, eating, and (laughs) growing. Whole chickens. Um, and, you know, is kind of uh, become getting a more defined figure, yeah. and is now, its arms are now long enough to punch well, Joseph. We clearly know the person who made this anime has seen Basket Case, because this is the plot of Basket Case. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Yeah. Um, but as you said, good body horror. Yeah. Um, this I liked. Pig in the Toilet didn't like <laughs> That pig and that It toilet. really upset me, Dan. It I hope a, you know. Well, it was even represented with those, like, scary purple lines that yeah. are reserved for villains usually. So that pig in the toilet was... I didn't was, like was that. I didn't like thinking about that. So, uh... You know, the the Empress keeps growing stronger. She can now hit Joseph, and she's able to hit him hard enough to even, like, break through most of his prosthetic hands. Yeah, and people so. watching are just like, oh, that man, he has a strange growth. And punching at, him. Like, at one point, like, while wrestling with the growth, Joseph, like, falls into, uh, you know, a, a 
a bunch of ceremonial ash, mm -hmm. and that's important, and for uh, another second. Uh, <laughs> then he takes to the alleyways and plunges his arm into a barrel containing cold. Well, while this is going on, Nena is blocking, like, uh, Polnareff's view. Because yes. apparently Polnareff would be speedy enough to get rid of this or something. Yeah, like, yeah. He, it just would be, like, the antithesis for this, but she's like, oh, we're doing the, the carpet gag, where there's a carpet in between us. Yeah. So you won't be able to see us. And then she's, like, flirting with him to yeah. get, to keep his attention yeah. on her. Um, and, and Polnareff is like, ooh, I'm gonna score, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... No. Uh, the, let's see here. So, uh, he, uh, Joseph plunges his affected arm into a barrel of coal tar. Just, just open on the street. That's um, fine. you know, and pulls it up, and, you know, the Empress is like, did you think you were going to suffocate me? You just like, I'm, gooey. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm living off of your body's nutrients, I don't need to, like, breathe, so you're, you're shit out of luck. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the coal tar hardens and freezes, uh, the Empress in place. Um, and apparently, when Joseph had fallen into the ash, he had used Hermit Purple's power to kind of divine where something like this coal tar would yeah, be. a map. And he Google maps it. Hermit Purple had literally drawn, like, a Google Maps into the ash to lead them... A quirky use of this power. ...to this barrel. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, in a very cool move, uh, Hermit Purple, like, he has Hermit Purple constrict... The Empress, he, like, leverages her around, like, a, a nearby pole, pulls down, and just yanks uh, her to pieces. Not ripping it off, but just, like, shattering her mm -hmm. using Hermit Purple's vines. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in response to the Empress being destroyed, <laughs> uh, while Polnareff is, uh, you know, is... is Clueless, Getting flirting. closer to, yeah. the, to, to Nena in the alleyway, uh, she explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine... Um, mm. but and then Joseph is like, hmm, so you, she was disguised as this lady the entire time. Uh -huh. You were careless, Polnareff. <laughs> Polnareff is, is, is traumatized. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, I think using his, uh, speed wagon connections, Joseph is able to resolve the situation with him being wanted for murder. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he has rented a car, uh, that will take them, you know, that is going, they're going to drive themselves to their next destination. Yes. But as they head out on the highway, a very mysterious car pulls Follows out behind them. them. Yeah. And I'm going to need you to remember that, because it might be a stretch of time I'll until remember. we return. I'll remember. Uh, to, to Lady Diana going to the tunnel, I'll remember. Certainly within, <laughs> the, within the spring or summer, we will be, you know, JoJo's will be back very soon, but yeah. we have some other surprises in store. Okay. Uh, but do remember that. Uh, this car is following them. Things are going to get even more crazy mm. as we go. Uh... But the bizarre adventure will continue. Yeah. JoJo's bizarre adventure. And that's that. Any any final thoughts? I mean, I like this group of episodes. There was a lot of body horror, which I was a fan of. Don't like the pig in the toilet. Mm -hmm. Like the twists. Like the stand users. Like their gimmicks. As yes. you mentioned, they had to think. They had to put their himbo brains together to think. I mm -hmm. do think that Polnareff is getting a little bit too much screen time mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> compared to other people. And now that you said that, I won't be able to unsee it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just interesting to point that out. Uh, R.I.P. Avdol. Yes. You will be missed. I'm sorry you got an off-screen death. I wanted to see more of you. Um, it's just... Uh, I'm here for these these boys and their, their eat, pray, love. Of course. Quest around the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I would hope so. And I can only hope that there's a final con confrontation with Dio approaching. Uh, well, at, at, some point. at the end of yeah. the season, yes. Yeah. Um, but we, we do have a ways to go before then. We've got uh, more tarot cards to, to get yes. through. Yes. 
<laughs> Something in the water. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Maybe there's a shark in the water. <laughs> with there's a shark in the. I, I. How do I? How would I even do it? How would I do it? Water. Water. <laughs> I can't. Not, not quite. <laughs> I hate this. Not, not quite, But with this in mind, is there anywhere where our audience can reach you if they wish? You can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok. And you can find me at Drink and Read JK on, uh, oh my gosh, my uh, uh, Twitter. And uh, I have two podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater where me and a couple friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies. And uh, if you like reading, I've read War and Peace and Dune at Drink and Read, the podcast. Of course. Uh, and if you wish to follow me, you can find me on Instagram at King underscore Dennis. Might be changing that soon. I'm not mm. entirely sure. Uh, yeah, new, new year, new me, new yeah. era. To same w- as same as the old era. To water drinker. <laughs> <laughs> 90210. Um, but also remember to follow our Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast, uh, Instagram, and Facebook pages, if you wish. Yes, and uh, next time, Dan, before our Sinister Six approaches, we've got halfway through Trigon to get mm-hmm. through. Trigon. <laughs> Trigon? Mm-hmm. Trigon. Um, and this time, we're going to meet a little character known as Legato Blue Summers, who okay. I think might be a favorite of yours. Okay. And we're finally going to get introduced to, I know they had top billing on the poster that I showed you, the Gung-Ho Guns. And okay. when we meet the Gung-Ho Guns, this is the Dan Ryan segment of the anime that's going to happen. They each have quirky powers, mm-hmm. quirky personalities, and we're going to see how Vash and the others stand up to them. Well, I'll remember to bring my whole horse. Uh-huh. Not half of it. Not half. <laughs> Just the whole horse. We'll see you then. <laughs> Remember to drink your water. <laughs> Please stop. No, I'll never stop. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Sayonara.